I want to welcome you to day two of our look through Revelation chapter 21, this awesome chapter about heaven, this guided tour through this place that we're going to spend, this perfect place that we're going to spend eternity. Yesterday, we looked at the fact that this is going to be a new heaven and a new earth and just barely touched on the glory of that. Today, we have an opportunity to just barely touch on on the truth that God will dwell, God will dwell with us. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 21, verses 3 to 5, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. These are amidst my favorite verses in all the book of Revelation. These are verses that I read at almost every funeral that I'm a part of because they look forward to eternity. But they're not just verses for funerals. They're verses for my life today. They're verses for your life today because they talk about the fact that God will dwell with us. That's what you hang on to in the book of Revelation. God will dwell with us. In one sense, the Bible is a description of where and how God dwells with mankind. It's one way to read the Bible, the dwelling of God with us. Let me just walk you through the Old and New Testament on this. If you read through the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, you find something called the tabernacle, which is the tent of the meeting with God, or later it's the temple that is built in Jerusalem. In the Old Testament, for the people of God, that is where God lived. You might think of it this way. In the tabernacle, in the temple, God dwelt beside us. When people wanted to connect with God in the Old Testament, they would have to get close to the temple. God dwelt beside us. Now, God is everywhere, but his dwelling, and that specifically means the place where God's people experience his presence. His dwelling is the place where you and I experience his presence. His dwelling in the Old Testament was beside us in a physical location. You could get close to him, but you couldn't be in his presence. Just the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies where God's presence was in that temple and only once a year to make sacrifice for the sins of the people. So you could be beside the glory of God, the presence of God. But then you move to the New Testament. And in the New Testament, through the Holy Spirit, God dwells not beside us, God dwells in us. In the New Testament, when Jesus died on the cross, you might remember this, there was a curtain in this temple that divided the holy place of God's presence from the rest of the temple. And that curtain, the moment that Jesus died on the cross, that curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. It was God saying, I'm not living here anymore. I'm changing my address. I'm moving from this being the place of my presence to I'm going to make my people now my temple. So that's why the New Testament tells us that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit now. God dwells in us. God's presence came to dwell in us as believers, and he does that through his Holy Spirit. So that means God dwells in you everywhere you go, everywhere that you are. In the tabernacle, the temple, God dwelt beside us. Through the Holy Spirit, God dwells in us. But here in Revelation chapter 21, in heaven, God will dwell with us. Think about what that means. Right now, as you walk through your life as a believer, you realize God is dwelling in me. And you know, theologically, that he is there all the time. 
But wouldn't you like to have a sense of his presence every moment? Wouldn't you like every moment to be able to have this sense that you can sit down and talk to him face to face? You can't see God in heaven. He is unapproachable light even there. But Jesus you'll be able to see. And in heaven, there will be something new in your relationship with God. You'll be able to sense his presence everywhere that you are, every moment, in a way that's beyond description. Even though you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you as a believer right now, isn't it true that sometimes you go, maybe for hours, maybe even for days, without recognizing God's presence in your life? Even though he's living in you, you don't recognize it. You don't see it. That's not going to be true in heaven. In heaven, he will dwell with us. Every moment, every day, you'll have a sense of your relationship with God and how perfect it is. Relationships in heaven with God and with people, they are so much better than they are on this earth. They're out of our league of understanding. That's how much better they are. These simple words, he will dwell with us. I don't know about you, but I have a, there's a feel in those words. There's a sense in those words that lets me know the greatness of our relationship with God in all of eternity. Now, what does this mean that God will dwell with us? He goes on to describe it. It means that we will be his people. It's been God's desire from the very beginning. In the Old Testament, he called the people of Israel apart so that they could be his people. In the New Testament, he calls the church apart so that we can be his people. He wants us for all of eternity to be with him. It reminds me of what Jesus said to his disciples the night before he died on the cross. He looked at them and he, he said to them, I'm going to prepare a place for you because, he said, I want you to come and be with me where I am. He wants us to be his people. He desires for us to spend all of eternity with him. There is joy in his heart that we're going to do that. We will be his people. And then these, these wonderful words. He will wipe every tear from our eyes. No more death, mourning, crying, or pain. That hits every one of us. Wouldn't you want to be in a place like that? Don't you sometimes get tired of the crying, get worn out by the pain, tired of the fact that life does not work out like you thought it was going to work out? We all do. We all long for something more. And God tells us here, that longing, that's not a lie. I am promising you something more. That place is going to happen. God will dwell with us. And when he dwells with us, that means no more death, crying, any other thing like that, because the old order of things, it's passed away. And then he says these five words. These five words are the words I want to anticipate in my life today. This is the what now of God dwelling with men. These five words are the words that I want to live out in the way that I do my relationships, in the way that I have my conversations, in the way that I think about this world. I want to bring these five words into the way that I live my life today. What are those words? God says, I am making everything new. I'm making everything new. I encourage you, anticipate with all your heart those five words. I'm making everything new. That's what heaven's going to be all about. In heaven, you're never going to hear the words, been there, done that. Because everything is new, constantly new in heaven. Every time you do anything in heaven, there is a sense of newness to it. Every time you involve yourself in something in heaven, there's a sense of excitement to it. There's a thrill and a shine of newness on everything. It's always fresh. It's always vibrating with life. You ever get bored on this earth? Of course you do. We're human beings. We get bored with a new car sometimes in a few months. 
The new smell is off of it. We get bored with it. Do you remember your Christmas, your birthday present, maybe even from last year? We get bored with these new things, these shiny things. We even get bored with relationships. We get bored with ourselves. We get bored with our life. And sometimes we think that's what heaven's gonna be like. You will not be bored in heaven. It's always new. Sometimes when you get bored with life, we need to realize what that's telling us. It is a longing for this place where God is making everything new. When I get bored with life, is telling me I need to anticipate eternity. Sometimes when people get bored with life, they think I'm gonna give up on this relationship or I gotta go buy a new thing and they go for the quick fix. Never works. Oh, it works quickly, but so briefly. That's not what you're wanting. That's not what you're longing for. When you get bored with life, it's not telling you you need a quick fix. It's telling you this life is not all there is. It's telling you that God has something more to offer. I've got one of two choices when I get bored with life. I can either go back to what was old or I can look forward to what's new. That's the choices you have as a believer. When you get bored with life as a believer, when you realize it's not perfect, you can go back to some old way of thinking, some old sin, some old habit, some old pattern that you were in before you were a believer. You can do that, but it's not gonna work. You'll feel even worse. Or, and this is what the Bible tells us to do, you look forward to something new. In this world, you can experience great joy in Christ. But this world is still going to leave you, in some ways, unsatisfied. Because in this world, we're going to realize we don't have all that there is. That's what heaven is all about. When, when you feel this boredom with this world, this I need something more, anticipate these five words. I am making everything new. One day, I'm going to live in a place where God is saying every moment, every day, I am and making everything new. We live for that day. That's where we find our joy. That's the, that's the future that God has prepared for us. That's the what now of God dwelling with us. Let's pray together. Our Father, thank you. When you promise to make everything new, you can fulfill that promise. You created the heavens and the earth. You create the new heaven and new earth. And there'll be this constant sense of newness in what you do. Heaven is not gonna be eternally boring just a long experience that we get tired of very quickly. No, it's going to be eternally new every moment, every day, because you are there, the center of it all. You will dwell with us. And for that, we praise you. In your name, in your name, amen. Tomorrow, we're going to look at how God's person and plan are at the center of it all. 